Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Elizabeth Holmes. The trial began today with jury selection. For more background on Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, see episodes four and five of Law Junkie Show. What are both sides looking for in a jury? Well, now that we're three years into this whole thing, we finally have one day under our belt of Wadir, where both parties are asking questions of the jury through the judge for the most part in this trial. And what they're looking for, bluntly, the prosecution, they're just looking for people who are going to be fair jurists, who are going to listen to the evidence and weigh it out and, you know, in their minds, find Elizabeth Holmes guilty of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and wire fraud. The defense is looking for any excuse to get rid of anybody who might already be biased in their mind in any way against Elizabeth Holmes. So today they already were asking questions in this first day of voir dire they were asking questions whether or not they had any experience with interpersonal abuse or domestic violence. This is just plays it exactly what we suspected, that they're going to say Balwani is the bad guy. And so they're looking to anybody who's going to be in the defense wants to hear that, oh, they have experience with that. Now, well, what was your experience with that? And if they sound in any way sympathetic to somebody who's experienced abuse, they want to keep that juror. The prosecution wants to get rid of that juror. So these two sides are looking at the same questions through a very different lens. And thus far already, I just have to say, it feels, just feels, this is the gut on what I've seen so far. It already feels like the defense has a leg up on the prosecution here. Right. And she may not have had her baby with her today, but experts say the baby will be there and that she will have three friends or family members with her by her side in court. So earlier you said if you were the prosecution, you would make sure that there was no baby in court and no baby breaks. There is going to be. And how did they mess that up? It discretion of the judge and the judge naturally is going to lean toward a new mother. Oh, she has to be there for her baby. You know, if I was the prosecution, I would have asked for proof that she breastfeeds as opposed to bottle feeds or formula feeds, because I promise you that's what the defense argued. Oh, Breastfed baby, new mother, needs the contact throughout the day. This is a big win for the defense to garner sympathy for their client. I, I just, every minute 
that we've seen thus far as we head into this trial, the defense is sharper. The defense is more on top of the arguments and the prosecutors are falling a step behind every day. And here's the key in this case that we must remember. This is a criminal trial. We in this country presume innocence for a defendant. The burden of proof is on the prosecution to change the mind of the jury that it is beyond a reasonable doubt that Elizabeth Holmes committed these crimes This and she had the intent to do it. So if you make her sympathetic, which the defense is already seemingly successfully doing, prosecution is, I think, two steps behind now already. The missing database. There's a database with what would be a wealth of very useful information like percentages of accurate versus inaccurate test results, things like that. This information was sent to the government by way of a link or a file or a password or anyway, they were given access to this information. And then when Theranos dissolved, they wiped their their servers. And so then the link didn't work and they couldn't access the information on the government's end. Who looks worse here? And how do they recover from something like that? Well, first off, the good news is the judge said nobody is really responsible. So there's no sanctions for what transpired with this database. So if you're an attorney, you're worried about that. Judge said no sanctions. Nobody's responsible. I'm going to tell you, though, prosecutors failed. The U.S. Attorney's Office failed. This is inexcusable on their part. I can't believe that people are not more mad about this, that whoever the people were that were responsible for this database are not in trouble. They absolutely blew it. So here's what happened. Let me break this down because it's actually complicated. This is a database. Theranos did some kind of an export or copy of the database off their server and encrypted it when they did so. So there's a username password to get into the database and you need an encrypt a, the encryption key to decrypt this database. Why did Theranos need to do that? I don't know. But the U.S. Attorney's Office, upon receipt of the database, should have checked right away and they didn't, they, they wasted, I think it was something like seven days before they ever even checked. It might've been six days. And then they were like, oh, well, I mean, I guess maybe we need to get this key. And they didn't get around to even asking the defense for that encryption key until it was too late. And it was a third party, by the way, that did all of this, that sent it off to, to um, the prosecutors, but inexcusable. You check it upon receipt. You make sure you can log in and look at the data. And if you didn't do that, shame on you. Shame on you. It really, I, I can't say enough. Whoever that person was should be in trouble for that. Because this is critical evidence for prosecuting Elizabeth Holmes and, for that matter, Sonny Bal Balwani in his case. 
because that's the data that shows we never had anything good here. The Edison machine never worked. This thing, did, we knew that it didn't work. That is part of how you demonstrate the mens rea, that mental state to have the intent to commit the crime. Bad, bad, bad on the prosecutors. In the trial, we are going to get to hear from patients who got bad test results. Bad test results, everything from cancer misdiagnoses to HIV. But the judge is not allowing them to talk about any of their mental anguish in this. Why? Whenever evidence is being weighed by the judge to determine whether or not it's admissible in trial, there are complicated rules called the federal rules of uh, evidence, and the judge has to contemplate that. The most fundamental judgment that the judge makes is, first, is the evidence probative? That means, does it help understand the key issues at trial? So whether or not they were hurt by bad blood test results because of what Theranos did, is that really whether or not she committed fraud against investors? So that's what the judge weighed there. And then the second part of that, probative, and then whether or not it's prejudicial. So is it going to prejudice the jury? Are they now going to view the defendant differently on evidence that isn't even necessarily relevant to the topic at hand? So the judge in this case, I think rightly said, yeah, their pain and suffering, while it is real and it's horrible and it's awful, the charges here are wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. That doesn't have anything to do with their pain and suffering. I'm so sorry to those people. And I wish that there was a better outcome for them. But this is not the venue for that. The defense is likely going very, very strongly with the mental health, mental defect defense. Does this whole case come down to an expert witness in the end? An expert witness is critical to establish what her mental health is and was at the time. And what matters is not what her mental health is today. It matters what her mental health was at the time that she allegedly committed these crimes. And so an expert witness is required to go through things like the DSM and do a diagnosis and explain what that means. The layperson doesn't have that level of knowledge. There's a whole set of rules around expert witnesses and lay testimony. And here they're going to also play up. Let's be blunt. If you look at the picture of Elizabeth Holmes on this first day of jury selection outside the courthouse, the federal court in San Jose, California, they already appear to be effectively attempting to portray Elizabeth Holmes so differently than she looked when she was CEO of Theranos. When she was CEO of Theranos, carefully curated, hair perfect, black turtleneck, always just the right makeup. Very professional. Today, in front of the courthouse, her hair is messy. 
She looks a little bit, I don't want to call it, say it disheveled because, you know, I don't know what's going on in her personal life. I don't know what's happening with the newborn baby at home. Maybe she's not getting any sleep. I don't know. But I believe that the defense had no objection or possibly encouraged Elizabeth Holmes to have this appearance today. I can't, it doesn't even look like she has, maybe she has very minimal makeup on, but she looks so different than when she was that high power billionaire CEO of Theranos before it crashed and burned. And so mental health is going to be a really big issue in this case. And I think the prosecutors, again, their missteps through this process. I, if, if you, if you asked me if I was a gambling man, which I'm not, I would say the odds are against the prosecutors as of the end of the first day of jury selection. What do we know about how juries have responded to the mental health defect claim in the past? Well, it's really mixed. And again, it really depends on the evidence presented. So I think it's real. I think it's important at this moment to, to make note of this. Juries for the most part are good at judging and weighing the evidence as presented as they're supposed to do. Juries are good at listening to jury instructions from the judge. Juries are really, they're they're people, most people, when they go into that jury room, they feel the weight of what's going on and that people's lives are at stake and they contemplate. So I believe that most juries listen to the evidence and weigh it appropriately. We always have bad case examples that are great for making the news and making movies and everything else. But the overwhelming majority of juries act in good faith, listen to the evidence, come to reasonable conclusions. And I think they're going to listen to the experts. And I think they're going to observe Elizabeth Holmes. And I think they're going to come to a reasonable decision. And I go back to the prosecutors have an uphill battle to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that she meant to and intended to defraud investors. It's just easy for the defense to say, Hey man, I was trying. I was, I I really believe. Yeah. Wait, we had some bad test results. Yeah. It wasn't working right, but I meant to get it to work. I knew it could work. I just needed a little more time, a little more money. They're going to have to overcome all of these defenses. And I, I just, I'm not feeling positive about that today. I don't, I don't know that they're going to do it. I hope they surprise me. Maybe they will. I don't, maybe they will. We will continue to cover the Elizabeth Holmes trial. Follow us on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Law Junkie Show. Please send us any questions you have about the Elizabeth Holmes trial or any requests or suggestions you have for upcoming episodes. Contact us at info at lawjunkieshow.com. Disclaimer. Law Junkie Show, including its guests and hosts, are not giving out legal advice, but discussing general legal issues. Law Junkie Show does not guarantee that the legal issues discussed are fully accurate, and it's not specific to whatever legal issues you may be experiencing. None of this advice is to be acted upon in your situation. Please seek legal advice from a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction for your individual legal matter.